Hey everybody, welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're going to be covering the season premiere of A Walking Dead called What Lies Ahead, I think, is the title of this. What Lies Ahead is us tearing the guts out of this episode. Maybe, like maybe. Like Daryl guts a zombie. <laughs> yeah. We're going to unpack its stomach content, see what it recently <laughs> ate. Yep. Probably a Probably badger. Gross a few listeners out. Possibly. Uh, but before we do that, we want to do a little introduction because people probably don't know who we are if they're not familiar with our Breaking Good podcast. Um, do you want to go first? Maybe tell the listeners a little bit about your zombie background and your background with Walking Dead? All right. I have no zombie background. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, I yeah. am a giant pussy when it comes to horror films. <laughs> uh, my partner Jim here put a gun to my head last season and made me watch The Walking Dead. And I did so. Um, I guess it wouldn't be accurate to say that I'm afraid of horror films. They just really stress me out because mm-hmm. I've got this almost hyper vigilance when it comes to dangerous situations and you know protecting my family, my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I'm watching horror films, a very strong horror motif is that the people in the survival situation are fucking retards. They're morons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. And they do stupid things, like they split their party, oh, they yeah. go in unarmed areas, they don't just immediately leave the f- camp where That's they're being slaughtered. Horror movie trope, man. And call in the military. No. So uh, I find that I get um, this very strong like stress response. You want to flee the room. You I don't want to flee. The I want to and... get a machete and jump in there and have those people <laughs> out in, in safety in like 15 minutes. Gotcha. So. It's, wouldn't make for very good movies or television. Yeah, it's 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 also like when I'm watching my son play a video game, he's getting his ass kicked. Mm. I feel the same. Like just oh, I gotta sit on my hands, and keep from grabbing the controller. <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, so I'm Jim Jones. If you've listened to any of our of our other podcasts, um, I'm basically on the opposite end of the spectrum. I've seen probably A to Z the entire alphabet of zombie movies. A lot of Z. Uh, a lot and of Z there. Z is overrepresented <laughs> a little in the bit. zombie library. Yeah, the A-Ombies, not so popular. No. no. Bombies? <laughs> um, mombies. Mombies. I got a couple mombies. Uh, yeah, so I've seen tons of zombie movies. They, I, I love, like, a good gore fest. Um, so The Walking Dead really delivers there for me. Uh, as far as my background with The Walking Dead, I've read... I think the first four trade paperbacks. So I've got a good chunk of the story under my belt. Um, and seeing how it all lines up with the show has been interesting. But I don't want to go too long on the introductions. I think that's good enough. Uh, do we have any news, perhaps? Uh, the only thing I was going to say is we actually were going to do this last year. Mm-hmm. And we had some scheduling conflicts. We weren't able to do it. And we recorded several episodes about zombies in general and mm-hmm. the show and our experiences. Might we... Uh, if the viewers are interested, maybe we can edit those up and post them just as like bonus content. I don't know if they're Possibly. interested. We'll see. I, the audio quality is pretty low, so I don't know if was it? hear them. Yeah, it was pretty bad. We didn't have the good setup yet? No, not okay. yet. Um, so anyway, I kind of want to talk a little bit in the news section about the drama with Darabont. Uh, yeah, me the, too. The drama bond <laughs> situation. Well, it's all hearsay at this point. It is, because no one's officially come out and said, hey, this is what happened. But We're going to officially, unofficially come out and tell <laughs> yeah. you what's happened. Uh, but we do know a couple things, right? We know this first episode that they showed this season was basically 15 minutes of Darabont stuff that was shot. And then the episode two of the season was spliced in with that to make episode one. Right. 
the the longer hour and a half version. Right. So how how did that all happen? Do you know? Um, I've heard theories. I read an article mm-hmm. on Ain't It Cool News. I mean, the other thing we know is that Darabont showed up at Comic Con mm-hmm. to and enthusiastically supporting and showing off the show. And days later, he was fired. Either he quit or he was fired. Yeah, there was a parting of ways. But the Ain't It Cool News article intimates that the AMC execs sat down immediately after Comic-Con to watch the first four or five episodes. And Mm -hmm. the first episode that Darabont wrote and directed um, was unwatchable. Unwatchable. I really am curious to know what that means. And they had – that's why they changed all their plans. And now instead of coming out 13 episodes, they're going to come out with like, what, six or seven? And then they're going to do mm-hmm. – take a hiatus and then come back in the spring. With another six, yep. Um, that they've had to rework all this. But So what they did is I guess they took the 16 minutes that were relatively good, which is the zombie you know, the herd moving through the, mm-hmm. the interstate sequence. And – they took that and then spliced it um, and did some kind of rough cuts and made it work with episode two. So they never intended to make one 90-minute. And first of all, it's crock of shit that that was a 90-minute episode. That was <laughs> okay. about uh, 58 minutes of Walking Dead and 32 minutes of crazy commercials. Uh, I, that's what most TV shows are. Yeah, but you know they usually show The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad and... Uh, Mad Men with limited commercial interruption, then I think we're just Mm. spoiled by that. Gotcha. Okay. So the thought is that either Darabont did not like the fact that they made that decision or didn't agree with the direction um, and either quit or the AMC execs, you know, tired of having to shoot around his schedule and, you know, not happy with the results, fired him. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they turned it over to his second in command, and now uh, I believe that they are probably doing a lot of more post-production and maybe reshoots of the second half of the season. Probably. I don't even know if they have the whole season under their belt yet. You know, I, like, I'm, shooting. I'm not sure either. And if the listeners have heard more, because we thought we were going to have like two weeks to you know kind of bone up on this and mm-hmm. do shows about the And AMC also threw us a curve by releasing it. Last weekend, right after Breaking Bad. Concluded. Yeah, instead of on Halloween like they did last year, which I thought they were going to do again this year. Well, I actually thought that, that, I mean, I thought they actually had press materials and such that that was going to happen. It, they might It wasn't have. until we got to October. I'm like, holy crap, this is going to overlap Breaking Bad, and uh, this is going to really <laughs> inconvenience our podcast schedule. We didn't have the iTunes feed ready or anything. So kind of caught us with our okay. pants down. The zombie crashed into the portalette. We had to hastily <laughs> tug him up to our waist. <laughs> Uh, and run run to our microphones. And run to our microphones. So. Uh, okay, well, it might be a good time now going into the recap to talk about what we thought about the episode as a whole. Because the way it was spliced together and cut um, was – I can't see this being two episodes, in my opinion. Oh, I because, thought very strongly I could see where, you know the- – No, no, no. What I'm saying is I can't see this being two good episodes. Okay. I see this being 15 minutes – to a half an hour of awesome mm-hmm. at the beginning, and then an hour of eh, pretty tedious it was, stuff. It, it, some of it was okay. A lot of it was, in my opinion, not good. Well, I I think, and I think you would agree, that this first season was mm-hmm. pretty schizophrenic. It was. Everything yeah. that involved zombies being on screen was mm-hmm. pretty excellent. I rewatched the pilot tonight. Uh-huh. Fantastic. I yeah. thought that was really good. 
everything involving the characters just standing around talking mm-hmm. um, and arguing and bickering and having their little dramas was not good. Yeah, all the soap opera stuff. And it's weird that, and I'm going to highlight several of these when we go through the recap, but it's very weird to me that it doesn't seem to be any one thing. Sometimes the scene is just ridiculous because it was written that way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it seems like the writing was decent, but the acting was kind of poor. Hmm. And sometimes it seems like the direction. Like when we get to the set piece highway, I'm going to talk about that. Like they just yeah. staged a shot, yeah. picked the location, mm-hmm. and framed everything just wrong. That made and, and, and made me break reality with the series. Yeah, well, that was part of the, the Daremont thing that they said was unwatchable. So, I mean, that may be part of it. You know, that director that he had in there shooting. Yeah. Uh, maybe he came back with footage they couldn't use, and that was what they know. could make of it. So, yeah. um, okay, so let's go into the recap. It's not going to be a super chronological because this show jumps around a lot with like different groups. Um, so we're just going to kind of take the set pieces. Yeah, all you people and Breaking Bad are like, oh, we should go nonlinear. Well, you just got your wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, follow us here. <laughs> we're making the jump to plaid. Uh, so, first thing, obviously, we get the opening montage and like them leaving Hotlanta, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the formerly Hotlanta. Yeah, and Rick is still talking to uh, Morgan on the walkie. Which, and this is a pretty, this is a dumb, dramatic device. This thing doesn't have voicemail. But he talks to Jesus later on. Well, but theoretically, Jesus could actually hear him. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. we're not, he's not using terrestrial technology with known limitations. Like, uh, hey, uh-huh. you can't time shift the signal. If he's not on the other end talking back, he's mm-hmm. not getting it. So yeah. you're just doing this as a form of intellect, you know, I don't know, survival masturbation. Yeah, well, I think a lot of this stuff where Rick is talking to himself or Jesus or whatever is him trying to stay strong in this situation because he's definitely the moral compass, you know? He's like the guy who's trying to keep them human while everything is coming crashing down around them. So when he talks to himself or Morgan over the walkie or Jesus, I think he's really like trying to keep himself in the game. Okay. I buy that. All I right. still think it's a dumb dramatic device, or maybe it's Possibly, just yeah. maybe it's just Andrew Lincoln doesn't give good CB. I don't know <laughs> good radio. <laughs> okay, His uh, speed, the, the, again, I think the writing that might have been able to work, but mm-hmm. it seemed like the writing and the acting kind of came together to make it just not work for me. Okay, um, so it's been two days apparently. We find out mm-hmm. since uh, they left the CDC. And they're headed to Fort Benning. Uh, I I really I couldn't believe that they teased us again with what Jenner told Rick. That's like, another WTF. He said, "Oh, it's not important. Don't worry." Right? Like they showed it in the teaser, mm-hmm. so we knew it happened if we'd forgotten. And then, like thirty seconds later, he's going to drop like, "Uh, uh, uh." <laughs> yeah, super tease. Yeah. Uh, and I I want to know for, first of all. We get, like, a montage of them leaving the city, right? Uh-huh. And this shot of them driving out is the same shot that we saw with Rick riding in on the horse. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, it shows that nothing has changed in the city, obviously. That right. People aren't running around here. Um, I just thought it was a really cool, like, juxtaposition there. Or not juxtaposition, but, like, connection between them entering and them leaving. But, uh... I thought it'd be cool if, like, they the Latino nursing home gang, like, somebody from the rooftop had, like, you know, waved a gun at him or something. Okay. Like, Adios. 
Yeah, give a 21 gun salute, just start <laughs> shooting off the rooftops. Right. Uh-huh, sure. All the zombies. Um, and a lot of people were saying that they didn't like that shot. But because huh. basically they were like, oh, why, why don't the people who are stuck in this traffic jam go over to the other side of the road? And my thinking is the police probably had that blocked off. I mean, it, the city was clearly under martial law. They've got tanks roaming the streets of Atlanta. Why didn't they go the other side of the highway? Yeah. It was choked with cars. I know. That's that's what they're saying. Like, you see that, you get onto the other side of the highway. And well, they just... were on the other side. They were on the blank part of the highway. No, no, no. I, the people who were stuck in the traffic jam. Oh. That presumably oh. got eaten yes. or died or whatever. Well, I mean, there again, that's kind of... Wasn't, wasn't that from the comic book? I, I, I thought mm, that... It might have been. Because... The, what they are correct is in most a martial law evacuations, like if you Google for hurricane evacuation images, mm-hmm. they actually usually convert both incoming and outcoming and let you drive both just to double mm. the capacity of the highway. I don't know how they straighten that out downstream. That must be interesting. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's how they, they handle that. So, in mm. theory, both lanes should be completely choked with traffic. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So. Well, it wouldn't be very easy to get out of Atlanta then, would it, for the survivors? No. I guess it would not. Uh, so then they get on the road, and we get an awesome shot of Daryl, who is ultra badass on his chopper with his crossbow on the back. And his uh, Nazi SS symbol on his tank. <laughs> does, I mean, really? Seriously? Yes, t- that's another thing. Like, do we have to make them that racist? Wow. They have to be white supremacists? Which I, apparently, which maybe that's his brother's motorcycle, and it wasn't really his, because I never thought he was a big asshole as Merle. See, I assumed he just picked that motorcycle up somewhere. Did oh, he well, have that? Maybe, maybe. I, I don't. I don't recall, but uh, I do know that there was an SS, you know, lightning bolt wow. symbols on the gas tank. So he's driving a white supremacist motorcycle. <laughs> okay, which ironically is all black. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it should be not all very white. art, not very Aryan of him. Uh, so then we get a couple status updates from both the RV and from the Grimes vehicle. Uh, Rick is actually promising Sophia that we they never go to the Grand Canyon without you or your mom. Uh-oh. And that's my, my theory is that's why they're actually looking for Sophia. He really wants to go to the Grand Canyon, but he made this promise, <laughs> so he's got to find her. Uh, no, but I did, real, I did think that she and, her, and or her mom were completely fucked when he said that. Oh, yeah, because it has the double meaning there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're definitely going to go missing in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought it was cool that Shane is trying to pass his skills on to Andrea. Like, these people are very open and willing to share information and, and oh, teach really? the things. I got a heavily I want in your pants vibe from that. No, because really? later on when she says, hey, I want to go with you, he's like, no. What, what good are you going to do? Well... Yeah, that's when he's, the opposite of in your pants. I know that. I'm just saying in that particular scene before he'd formulated yeah. the idea that maybe he was like, okay, why we're in a group and there's a group collective taking <laughs> care of you. Uh-huh. You're just going to slow me down when we're alone, but mm. maybe that's the vibe I got. He was being a little slick and she was being a little coy. And well, either way, he's sharing skills, which is a good idea in a zombie apocalypse sure, scenario. Yeah. yeah, everybody needs to know how to survive. Everyone needs to know how to clean again. For sure. And, and yeah. field strip it. Um, so uh, when they got to the pack of cars, instead of going into the cars, um, apparently gas was an issue. Mm-hmm. They end up siphoning gas. Why didn't they just do it immediately? Instead of, what do you mean immediately? Like they, come, they roll up on the cars. They mm-hmm. see, oh, this is going to be difficult to get through. Mm-hmm. And they just siphon gas and turn around and go through the 
the pass, whatever the Glenn was looking at on the map. Well, because I think they wanted to send the one dude ahead to scout to see if there's a way through, and they were going to try to. And he said, "Yeah, there is," and they're going to try to pick the way through, and the RV busted down. Went to you. So yeah. now. That's another thing. This is a really, really good place for the RV to break down, right? Right. Like the ideal place. Well, I think the Aside ideal from place a mechanic would be shop. like a uh, uh, a uh, military base with a full, you know, uh, possibly yeah, a underground missile silo or something. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you can't do too much worse or too much better than like just a car graveyard. Like right. all of these cars are running. They probably have the keys in them. Yes. Uh, if you have gas just and your car doesn't work, take a car. There's a lot of people that said, why in the hell didn't they just take the two newest-looking cars or the multiple newest-looking mm. cars and just you know take off? Uh-huh. And the only thing I could think to counter that is the RV has some value. But, yeah. you know, as a plate, it can haul a lot of stuff and move a lot of stuff. It has a bathroom. <laughs> but on the, yeah, it has a bath. But, yeah, but really, that's not a consideration in the goddamn zombie apocalypse. It kind of is. You don't want to have to get out of the car to use the bathroom, you know. Uh, th- not everyone in the group is riding in the RV, dude. That's true. They just go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hang your ass out the window. No, I just <laughs> I, I think that there is a little merit to that, and people are like, well, you know, you know, mm. these cars have known reliability, and they're like, okay, yeah. Especially the RV is known to break down all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just get an, 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 a newer car, siphon as much stuff as you want, scavenge as much stuff as you can, and then take off? Because the other thing is, what if they all just scavenge a bunch of pickup trucks? They'd have just as much carrying capacity and a whole yeah. lot more utility. And then if one breaks down, it's not devastating. It's like, okay, well, jump in the back so we can find another one. Yeah. yeah. They're all over the place. <laughs> Zombies aren't driving them. <laughs> That's absolutely true. There are millions of cars out there. That'd be hilarious if the herd was driving cars. <laughs> Might break they, continuity a little bit. They were bit. all driving Humvees. <laughs> uh-huh. um, It'd be social commentary. That'd be, that'd be totally a Romero move. <laughs> okay oh yeah Zombies right shooting guns and driving, driving suvs, SUVs yep. and, yeah yeah um so i i'm not really sure why they even needed this scene honestly with the rv breaking down because they don't it it would have been better because there would like, have not been the set piece had this not happened i mean you don't know no, it would have well, I guess they wouldn't be out and about. They would have kept why, on driving. But why couldn't they have all like just driven up to it and under like realized, hey, there's stuff in these cars. We need to go out and find this. We have no water. Mm-hmm. They've been complaining, hey, we have no water. Mm-hmm. Come up to the water truck, get everybody out finding stuff, and then have the zombies attack. I don't know. Because they're still stuck in the middle of this pack of cars, and right? It seems like they will be for some time. So wouldn't it have been better to have like this struggle between Rick and Carol and Dale or whoever who are trying to who are fighting everybody else to find Look, Sophia man, before they leave. You're picking nits. We've got knacks, okay? There's, right. there's a lot of stuff right. that, that we can tear into. Uh, did you want to tear into Lori in this scene? Oh, about her response about this is a graveyard and how I feel yeah. about this. Uh, yeah. Um, lady, term, <laughs> female dog. Uh, the whole world's a graveyard. Mm-hmm. So you better get used to grave looting. Yeah. And robbing of the grave goods because that's all you're going to get. Yeah, it turns out there's a lot of stuff you're going to have to do that doesn't sit well with you in the zombie apocalypse. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, anybody that says something like I can see a little bit of moralizing here or there and like, you know, Uh let's not lose our humanity. But that with everything that the group has been through at that point, Uh just seemed like someone should smack her, (laughs) if not drive her from the group. (laughs) Yeah, I could. I'd like to see either of those, actually. Mm -hmm. I I don't like Lori much. Really? Lori's she's wishy-washy. She's naggy. Do you think the people that run AMC are misogynists? Because name one positive female character on an AMC drama. Uh, Peggy from Mad Men. Okay, you got me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there aren't too many Or I more. guess she's at no more flawed than Dawn is. Sure, sure. Okay, so I don't know that she's a shining example of human normality and decency, but... I'm just saying it seems like there's a lot of effed up women and women that you are designed yeah. almost to hate. Isn't that uh, TV in general, I think? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you're a misogynist, Jim. I could be. Could uh, be. I need to go write for The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably do a better job. Um, so we see here again that Dale's passing his skills on to Glenn. He's showing him how to repair the radiator hose or whatever it is. And also showing him how to not look out. Yes, showing him how to... not looking out skills are impressive. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, Here's again uh, where I think that the direction kind of let this show down because it would have been very easy. So they're staged at the bend of the road. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's like, it looked like they're about a half mile or three quarters of a mile up from the bend. What if they were right at the bend and there was like a stand of trees or something that was blocking their view so you Mm -hmm. could legitimately... You know, the zombies come around that corner, and they've only got a minute to react. Yeah, they could get up on you before you realized it. But he was just standing up there looking in one direction for mm-hmm. however long, and he finally bothered to turn around, and the whole horde was <laughs> right on them. And yeah. these aren't like Olympic sprinters. No, the entire herd just assembled. I don't know if they came out of the woods or they came no, walking down like the road. It looked like they were walking down the road, and that's the other thing. <laughs> uh, why, wouldn't they have passed this giant herd? No, uh-uh. Why not? Uh, I assumed it was in front of them. No, it came up from behind them. Are you sure? Yes. The they must they... have assembled from the woods then. No, I think they were following the road, and they bypass, They passed hundreds of zombies and didn't even notice them. You think because so? Because hundreds then the... of zombies snuck up within you know 50 feet away and before they've noticed them. That's true. So why not, you know? Well, I mean, they could have heard the cars and just been following the noise out there. They're just not that fast, man. They're not fast, no. The, the, that was a huge herd. It was and large, 100 Do you, do you think a, a herd that size could stay together in a wooded environment? I would think that that mm. – woods would be like sending balls through a Plinko machine. Yeah. It would just like yeah. zombies would bounce off trees or stumble down riverbeds and get completely Definitely. lost, and they would come out straggling. They wouldn't come out in a giant group. Yeah, so they must have been walking down the road. Right. That's mm. what I think. So, again – didn't anyone that was staging this shot or writing this scene or acting say, like, you know, this is kind of weird? <laughs> and it it would have been just as effective, right, if they had had a logical oh, yeah. reason that the zombies could have, you know, kind of snuck up on them and maybe even have a character point out, we got to get moving, we're sitting ducks here. Uh-huh. Then yeah. me as a viewer can be like, okay, brain, they've explained this adequately. I can now watch the drama ensue. Instead, yeah, and this- I'm sitting there picking apart everything that's going on and thinking the survivors are complete idiots. Mm -hmm. And it's weird too, because when I saw the pilot and last season, it was pretty good about this, but they seem to pay very close attention to detail. And that was not a detail that would have been overlooked. Like for instance, in the pilot last season, um, 
when Rick shoots the gun in the tank, they have him like, like his like ears are ringing like you would. Uh-huh. Like that's a detail that most people wouldn't think about, but they did. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to see that that lack of detail here. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe there were things that made it make more sense, but they cut you know they cut forty maybe. minutes out of the episode. I don't know. Maybe. What uh, did you think about um, uh, Shane taking a bath with her newly found water? I thought that was a dick move. Just pulling the plug and yeah. be like, "Woo, we got water." That's like a week's worth of water you just wasted. Yeah. Here. We don't know if there's any more water we can drink on the planet. Yeah, I don't think Come there's on. that much water that they have access to that you can just start, you know, yeah. not, just, just dumping it over your head, give yourself a Gatorade bath. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, and Glenn was awfully excited about that water, man. He, well, ooh. it's a good discovery. I'm just saying that again, it is, but here, ooh, he was excited. These characters act like they are nerds LARPing a zombie apocalypse. Rather than uh-huh. I, that's what the feeling is. I don't really feel like unless zombies are on the screen and they're acting all scared. I don't think that they're minute to minute appreciate the situation they're in. They're not convincing me as actors. Yeah, they're that they are taking this. I mean, they fight about stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. They get way too involved in minutia, and you know they're they're very too much concerned with creature comforts and stuff like that, and reminiscing, and you know I don't know. I just no, I'm with you. I think when something goes that drastically wrong, your focus is pretty much on that until it's taken care of, and it is certainly not taken care of yet. Mm-hmm. They don't have a safe place to stay at all. So I don't know. Um, speaking of. Not safe places to stay. Apparently, the highway is not a safe place to stay because the herd comes up. And this was a really, really cool scene. I felt sitting there, uh, putting myself in their shoes, that I would be terrified. Oh, yeah. It was a, again, that was a very effective scene. How they got to and built it up was, you know, you could quibble with, but the execution of zombies going through and everyone's hiding under cars and have to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, what did you think about a lot of the criticism that was based around, well, I thought zombies could smell humans. Um, well, they asked, uh, what's his name? Robert Kirkman on the talking dead after the show, uh, about that very thing. I thought they could smell people. He says, well, their, their sense of smell is not like a bloodhound. They're not going to track you down with it. But if they, if they like see you, they can tell that you're not one of the dead by smelling you. Like humans can't smell like, unless you really reek. Uh-huh. I can't smell another human from, like, you're across a table from me. I can't smell you. Exactly, yeah. But if you were dead, I could smell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost they're looking for something that doesn't isn't there. That moves but doesn't smell. Right, yeah. right. So that's what kind of triggers them. So that seems plausible to me. Um, I think I, I want to do a couple segments here. Um, zombie Kill of the Week. We definitely need to go into Zombie Kill of the Week here because Daryl. I don't know where you're going with this. Oh, man. Daryl comes up with an awesome zombie kill. Uh, when he's trying to save T-Dog, he comes up right behind the zombie, puts a knife right in the back of base of his spine, and just drops him. It's very valiant, but we know that, you know, T-Dog severed an artery in his forearm. He's <laughs> going to bleed out in a matter of, of, of minutes, if not seconds. So sure, it, was, sure. it was a good effort there, Daryl, but mm-hmm. uh, fortunately we're going to have to cut to a funeral scene the, the, the very next break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Daryl is a huge badass, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, throughout is, this entire episode, he's proving his badassness. He is far and away my favorite character, and mm-hmm. was so last year too. In yeah, fact, I completely agree. I just I'm waiting for the moment where he's like, "F y'all," uh, you know, I'm out of here. Or he should kind of be the leader. I think he should take control from Rick. 
Yeah, yeah. He seems the most pragmatic, right? I don't know the group would support that at this point, but he'd have my Ooh. vote. Yeah, I think he needs to cozy up to the group a little bit more before he goes taking the lead, you know. Oh. Uh, maybe Rick will get split off somehow, and he'll have to take the lead. But um, I, I don't know. I just I love that scene. Pretty and smart redneck for using the corpses as cover, too. Yeah, yeah. He just drops a corpse on both of them, mass to smell. Mm-hmm. Uh I kind of thought you might give the zombie kill of the week to uh, Andrea. No, the, the screwdriver was good. Through the eyes. If Daryl himself wasn't such a badass, yeah. then yeah, I would have. Yeah. But the way like the way he just crouched around that car and snuck up on the thing, like he knew what was up before, oh, yeah. before T-Dog even cut himself. Yeah. No, he was let, on it. Let me ask you this. Andrea, she should have just sat in the bathroom and been freaking quiet. Yeah, totally Why quiet. did she was obsessed with putting the gun together? Because if she put the gun together and started firing, <laughs> yes. the whole herd would have been on them. Yeah, it's a good thing she didn't get that assembled. Maybe she isn't to be trusted with a weapon. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. They certainly don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where everybody kind of splits off after the, the scene where Sophia runs out into the woods. Um, I guess we'll kind of break this up as, like, the tracking scenes and then the people back at the RV. Okay. So let's talk about the tracking scenes. Um, I thought it was weird that none of the other quote-unquote badasses of the group followed Rick into the woods. Or her mother. Or her mother. Nobody who's supposedly awesome or cares went after her except Rick. Right. Like, even maybe... I, I'm very surprised that Shane didn't. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. T-Dog's dead. <laughs> uh, he's already okay. bled out, and they're, they're <laughs> yep. just to discover that. Uh, but, yeah, the, I'm kind of surprised Daryl didn't, although he... That might be a little out of his self-interest, you yeah. know, especially with the herd still... So probably not Still, that big a distance away from them. Yeah, and you got to figure the stragglers, you know, the ones that found Sophia. Right. So, but yeah, I don't know why Shane wouldn't have done that. I don't know why her mother wouldn't have run out there. Uh, the fact that Rick was the only one, mm-hmm. I thought that was very convenient. Well, it also again reinforces that hey, this is the the good guy here. Sure. This is the the guy we all want to root for. But it makes me think her mom, like when her mom is lecturing this dude later, I want to be, it, it, it doesn't sit well with me mm-hmm. because as a dad, and I think a lot of moms out there, if your 12 year old girl runs into the woods chased by two zombies, you're going to go after her because what else are you going to do? Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. Carol's a, a weird bird. She is. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess if you want to unpack her character. Okay. This is a a woman who was kind of like probably before society had broken down was going to just accept the fact that her husband was beating her and was mm-hmm. going to probably start molesting and raping her daughter. Mm-hmm. And her solution was going to be to pray to God about it and wait for him to do something about it. So maybe this is actually true to her character, just passive whatever. Uh, and then com- and That's th- not a bad point, yeah. actually. I don't know. I, I'm not entirely sure the writers had that in mind. It, it almost seems to me like I, I'm, I'm there. I got your I got your back, writers. I, I, I want to talk about the writing a little bit, okay? Because coming up in these parts with like the church and the parts with everybody at the RV and Shane and Lori and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it feels to me like the writers don't understand the motivations of these characters very well. Because yes. because for one, all these characters feel very much the same to me. Uh-huh. Like, I, I can't distinguish Lori's personality from Andrea's, from Carol's. Um, uh-huh. The kids, they're the same to me. Right, and they're yes. they're just characters that I don't care about yet. 
that's the it's it's kind of odd that I don't really care about any of the characters a season going on a season into this show. The only ones I care about are Rick and Daryl. I think I care about Daryl. I don't really even care about Rick. Honestly, no, not at all. I don't think Rick is interesting. Hmm. Um, I, I don't think he's he's very he hasn't been a decisive leader. Um, so I yeah I I, th- ah, I think he has really yeah. If he was a decisive re- a leader, he would have offed Merle. <laughs> oh, so he hasn't been a ruthless leader, is what you're saying? No, I'm not saying ruthless. I'm saying this guy was a threat to the group, mm-hmm. and he, you know he does some half-ass half measure, like which ends up being cruel. I, we haven't seen. Have we seen the last of Merle? No, definitely not. I don't know where he's going to no come way. up, but I, you know, if, you don't. If, if we don't, that will be the biggest. First season build up flop since the, oh yeah since uh, the kid and uh, Walt and lost <laughs> yeah we, he eventually comes back but he's a hundred years older <laughs> uh, which I also want to talk about how are they going to deal with Carl and Sophia aging a great question a great question because already uh, Carl's going the guy the kids playing Carl's going through a little creepy phase I think yeah he reminds me a lot of the uh, boy next door in uh, uh, Mad Men oh yeah always he's play- real creepy he's got this kind of like this really yeah wooden style and the way he smiles doesn't touch his eyes can I have some he's of got- your hair Andrea <laughs> your hair is pretty he's got those dead no it's Dale can I have some of your hair Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I lost enough, boy. Get out of here. He's got those dead, great white eyes, man. Yeah, yeah, he's creepy. Uh, <laughs> what were we even talking about now? The I writers, it. I don't know. You were... The writers. Oh, yeah, I, I just feel like all this uh, soap opera stuff, the flip-flopping with uh, Lori, she she doesn't know whether she wants to hump or kill Shane half well, the time. Yeah, the last time they had a meaningful conversation, Shane tried to rape her. Mm-hmm. And then she said, stay away from me and my family. Yeah. Shane announces, hey, I'm leaving the group, and mm-hmm. I'm also putting distance between me and your son. And she's like, why are you being such a dick? Yeah. Why are you leaving for? We need you. Why are you being mean to my son? Really? Are you sure about that? Because you just told me to leave. Like, did the writers like, watch the you. shows themselves? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, and that's the big problem I have. Like, I really, really love zombies. I liked the first season of the show a whole lot. I thought it was good. It had some sketchy parts, like we said, and most of it came down to that soap opera type stuff. But I, I just don't feel like – it feels too comic booky to me. You know? Like comic books, you can get away with some cheesy dialogue because you have to basically tell them everything that's happening through dialogue. You don't have the, the same motion and the same, uh, I guess, articulation of the – I don't know if I agree with that, do. but you can get away with it being a little bit more pulpy and melodramatic, I guess. And also, I, you don't have like to worry. Over. You don't have to worry about acting. Sure, you can draw a single frame of anguish, and you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about the character pulling that off. You drew it, right? Well, I think a lot of these characters, the the cast actually pulls it off pretty well. I think a lot of them are decent actors. Yes. Uh, aside from the accent, Rick is really, or Andrew Lincoln is yes, good. He does a very good job. Uh, I think the guy who plays Shane is good. I think. Obviously, Norman Reedus is fantastic. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of bad acting. Actually, with um, Andrea and Dale outside the RV where she's talking to him about how, like, you saved my life, I didn't want you to, all that stuff. I thought that was well acted. But there again, I feel like this 
the writers let the scene down because they got this thing where when anyone's getting give, standing up and grandstanding, and mm-hmm. it seems like one person does it at least once an episode, uh-huh. the writers decide, well, this viewpoint's correct, and the other the other characters are going to sit there and just be like slack jawed and like, oh, I don't, I, there's nothing mm-hmm. to refute. If I was Dale, I'd be like, oh, I took your choice away. No, I didn't. All I said is, I don't want to live if you don't, if you, mm-hmm. if you're not going to be with me. And I, so I'm, I, it's not worth it for me. The only thing I'm living for is for you. Yeah. How did that take her choice away? It didn't. She did the exact same thing to yeah. him that she's accusing him of you doing can't, to her. Well, you can't make that decision just because you can't base your decision on an action that I'm doing. It's re- <laughs> it's ludicrous. And why yeah. there weren't multiple people like, mm-hmm. grow the f-, f up. I, that's, I don't know, man. Again, the, the writers, did they watch the scene where that took place? <laughs> I guess not. I can see her being chagrined about it and having that selfish viewpoint of it, mm-hmm. but I don't know why Dale wouldn't come right back and be, you know, his whole take of, well, I just expected gratitude was wrongheaded and stupid. <laughs> so, okay, I don't know. It's like the writers needed him, this this to happen, because they wanted the story to go yeah. this way, so they wrote it that way. Oh, I'm I'm certain of it. I'm certain they have... They don't seem to have, like, the the story, I don't know, dexterity that something like Breaking Bad does, you know, where they can really naturally write into a place that they want to go. Yeah. Well, it feels like everything here has been forced. Like, oh, well, we need them to not just drive straight to Fort Benning, so let's get Sophia to run out in the woods. Mm-hmm. It felt a little forced to me. Um, Which I yeah. understand because why wouldn't you want to get them to Fort Benning? That would be an interesting thing. We've spent exactly. a whole freaking season mm-hmm. watching these people fuck around in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Do we need to do another three or four episodes that way? Move them on. Move them on to this, you know, wherever they're going to go. I would like mm-hmm. to see them maybe try to set up shop and hold the fort or run into some hostile. You know, yeah. some truly hostile, not fake hostile people. They're actually secretly taking care of a bunch of grandmas in a nursing home. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. something different, man. Again, we've seen enough of them farting around on roads and woods aimlessly. I agree. I agree. And that's, uh, I don't, I hate to keep comparing it to Breaking Bad, but they're on the same network and they're billed similarly. Um, Breaking Bad does this really well with the pacing. It just is rapid fire, but it doesn't have these... No, it has slow episodes, too, but they're very interesting because we care about the characters. <laughs> yeah, which is a problem here in Walking Dead. We, we don't care. Again, if at, by the end of season two, we're not caring about the characters, That's mm. that's a, that will be a huge problem. And I, I hope they can write this shit, because obviously they had a whole lot of bumps mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and again, I would say this episode was half excellent, yeah. half horse shit. Yeah, I don't want to come across as absolutely hating this episode because I thought it was Is good. That, why are we even podcasting? I'm flipping off the soundboard. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was good, um, but certainly the first half was better. The stuff that's action-based is very, very good. Right. Um, and they do it so well, and the makeup effects are so good, and they've obviously spent a lot mm-hmm. of time casting. They just need yeah. to get it together when it comes to the plot. And... Um, you know, I haven't read many of the. I've only read the comics up until the events of the first season, as far as I could tell. Okay. Um, so I don't know what's coming, but I will say that it seems like when the first season followed the comic, it was very good. Mm-hmm. When it diverged, it was very bad. And hmm. if you're going to adapt something like, for example, HBO did the Game of Thrones, that was pretty much a shot for shot. 
Yeah. Very much like they did with the Godfather movie. They said, like, this is a fantastic book that uh, Mario here has written. We're just going to film it. Yeah. Uh, this is a fantastic comic. We liked it so much we optioned a very expensive season, but we're going to throw away uh, 75% of it and introduce new characters. And I don't yeah, understand. The weird. comic works. Mm-hmm. Why won't they just stick with the to the what the what, what they're doing with the comic? I don't know, man. It's not like people that wa- read the Game of Thrones were like, "Oh, we hate the fact that there are no surprises and no twists." I mean, people enjoyed on that level too. Yeah, they just like seeing it brought to life, you know. And I I would suspect not a whole hell of a lot of people have read The Walking Dead anyway. Uh, that's probably true. I mean, certainly less than have read Game of Thrones, you know. Right, so I think you can get away with when this thing's pulling down seven million people watching it. You could slavishly follow the comics yeah. and be a okay <laughs> with ninety nine percent of that audience. Probably anyway. Um, okay, yeah. So we've we've gone on a long time about that. Um, I think we should go ahead and skip to where they're um, in the woods and doing the church thing and all that. Uh, wait, before you say that, I will say okay. we've noticed a trend in this show because a lot of people were complaining about this on Steppenwall's blog and on Reddit, subred- Walking Dead subreddit. The gratuitous sound effects. Oh, yeah. Um, like awesome. The, yeah. I, you're, yes. I love Daryl him. was not – He was that was not gutting a zombie. He was cutting in half. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's just kind of like need a six-inch blade. It's kind of the same way where they spent two minutes having Rick hack the guts of that one apart so they could put the entrails around themselves in the first season. I think mm. this is a thing that the show deliberately does kind of like for humor. Oh, yeah, that you was totally... It, you either get it or you don't. That scene was comedy, no doubt. I thought so, especially when it goes on so long. He, he makes three cuts? Why do you need three cuts? And not the just a cut, zombie. like, yeah. hands over his head, pile driving into... <laughs> uh, he was, he was cutting the zombie in half. Yeah, and the look on Rick's face at the time, is like, oh, ugh. And then when he's rooting around in his guts, mm-hmm. that's comedy too, man. Mm-hmm. They're playing the gore for comedy, and I like that. Yeah, and the sound effects and all that stuff, you know, the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. Disgusting. Um, okay, so you ready to talk about the church? Yes. Uh, before we get there, though, oh. one more scene with the mother, Carol. Okay. Where she's throwing that giant guilt trip mm-hmm. on... And Lori tries to set her straight. No, no. The one that's side of the road when they come back for the first day and, like, look, it's getting too dark. Oh, and she's talking to Rick. And she's throwing this big guilt trip on him, and she's mm-hmm. like, my little girl got left in the woods. Yeah. I actually was on the fence about whether that's effective or not. I started thinking about it, and I'm like, it was effective, but it seems like a mother making that point would have been insisting on going out in a search party, would have been much more insistent that they don't cut the thing off, would have ran out into the woods, would have been, like, emotionally devastated, like a wreck, like hysterical. Yeah. And she was just like, you know, almost like she was – she used the same tone of voice scolding Rick like a bitchy wife would her husband that squeezed a toothpaste from the middle of the tube <laughs> or left a toy or left the lid of the toilet up. Okay. Like she's got her arms crossed, she's got like hip out and she's like, I can't believe you left my little girl in the woods. That's called for that that I don't, was it written like that, or did she underplay it? Or what the hell? I don't know, man. Did you think that was weird? Uh not particularly. I don't have any kids though, so but you do understand that humans spawn and that those spawn are very important to them, right? Yeah, it's but I evolutionary don't understand the actual importance. Okay. I mean, I understand that it, they are important, but as far as the extent of what you go through mentally, you know? All right. I have no idea. 
Jim has no heart. No heart. He's no not, soul. He's not been to the wizard. Um, okay, so let's go to the church the, where the bell's are ringing. Uh-huh. Uh, I think you brought this point up while we were watching the episode. Shouldn't the church be totally surrounded by zombies? If that bell's been going off every hour on the hour mm-hmm. for 60 days or however long this thing is, yes. The okay. whole reason they're not shooting at guns is because they've made it very clear that noise attract zombies now what if those three zombies are the only ones within hearing distance of the church well aside from the massive herd of walkers we saw nearby and well they didn't hear the bells till they were in the woods so Uh, yeah but it's not like that church is built in the middle of some thousand acre woods with no roads going to it kind of looked like it though didn't it well let me ask you this access that church uh get a load of the big bloody jesus on the cross i get him um did they find the only Catholic Church in all of rural Georgia just now? Sure. They have to hide it in the because woods. Because that for damn sure wasn't a Baptist or Pentecostal or he's like mm. that. No. You don't get the big bleeding Jesuses in those uh, That's days. why it's in the woods with no access to it. Uh, that's that's the reason. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of tolerance for Catholics in rural communities in Georgia. They have to hide their churches. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I did think it was funny when uh, uh, Dale walks in. Or not Dale, uh, Daryl. Mm-hmm. Walks in and he's like, "Yo, JC, you taking requests?" Yeah, right. <laughs> I could use a miracle right about now. Uh huh. Um, so I've got an epic fail of the week. Okay. Uh, this is kind of after they do the church thing. Do you have any any other things on the church? I guess we should talk about the two praying scenes, right? Um, there was kind of a uproar about this. Well, I thought the carols, the first one. I thought it was tedious, and I think, mm-hmm. my God, what a dysfunctional relationship with God you have, lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, you know, you, you stumble upon a church, you almost have to go there. Yeah. When they did it again with Rick, I was annoyed. Yeah, when Rick walks in and he's like, Lord, it's been one year since my last confession. I'm actually British. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I've murdered this southern accent. Uh, no, I... Again, there's children. There's a child out there that needs to be found. The mm-hmm. daylight is failing. There, they. This bell's been ringing. God knows how many zombies are trying to find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other question I had is, since there weren't any zombies around and they did disable the bell, why wouldn't they try to hole up in that church for a little bit? Maybe. It seemed uh, like a pretty secure structure. Yeah, I mean, I think they were still looking for it had, Sophia. It right? had, well, but it was getting dark. It had yeah. power mm-hmm. because the bell was ringing, which mm-hmm. is another thing that's kind of weird. It's a little weird. They have, yeah. you know, they have generators that last longer than the uh, <laughs> CDC, apparently. Yeah, apparently so, <laughs> yeah. In rural Georgia. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't just stay there. But I actually thought it was dumb to, like you said, show two praying scenes. I think it would have been better honestly if they just kind of hinted that rick had prayed or whatever like he comes out and some quest some character goes what were you doing and he doesn't answer or something because that would go back to like the first the pilot again where he's talking to um shane in the car and they're bullshitting about their lives and he says lori thinks i don't talk enough or whatever like he's kind of reserved a little bit yeah, I mean, so I, I thought that would be there's probably ways they could have done it more effectively, but I just thought two in the space of less than ten minutes was too much. D- definitely, yeah. Um, so then w- another thing I didn't like about that is Rick's sign, um, because he's definitely 
at this point looking for a sign. Uh-huh. And when you are looking for a sign, he, he says it. He says any sign will do. Mm-hmm. That means everything is a sign. Right. So what does what does his kid getting shot say um, from God? You're like, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I hate you. Here's your sign. Right. What do you think about that? Next time, don't butcher an American accent. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. And I think it's intentionally, deliberately despairing because this show seems to mm-hmm. traffic in despair. Uh, they give the characters a little bit of a triumph and then mm-hmm. they dash it. They build yeah. them up, and then they knock them down worse than before. Uh, they find a CDC, and they're all getting drunk and taking hot showers, and mm-hmm. then a madman locks them up and tries to blow them up. So Yeah, I, I think that's going to be part of Rick's kind of continuing story arc is he's supposed to be this bastion of morality in this crazy world. I think the world is going to eventually just break him down. Right. Like, that's the whole point of all these things is to break down Rick's spirit. Yeah. But I think they could have done that. Maybe they give Rick the church scene and Carol has that confession that she wished that her husband were to die and that they would have safe passage through some other in, in some other, some other mini way. conversations she had with people. Yeah. Um, what did you think about uh, Andrew's proposition to Shane? About leaving with him? Yeah. The door's swinging both ways, baby. <laughs> Uh, well, wink, wink, Shane should have jumped on nudge. that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think eventually Shane could run off. Um, and potentially with Andrea. I don't see why not. Um, why do you think, what do you think about the group decision? Well, actually, do you think Dale has a little bit too much power in his group? He's lying to everyone mm-hmm. because he thinks they should stay for the girl. And and let and, and instead of letting the whole group decide that, he's faking mm-hmm. he's, he's faking an injury, basically, to his RV. Yeah. He's single-handedly deciding that Andrea shouldn't have her gun. Uh, what do you make of... I mean, I kind of... I thought Dale came off as a patronizing asshole. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I like Dale... Um, certainly I like the actor. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, I think he does a great job with it. I, (laughs) I kind of like the character Dale, but I think he's butting into everyone's business a little too much and a little too strongly, like you said, because he, I don't think he's playing this very smart. You don't want to postpone the needs of the many versus the needs of the few argument. You want to have that argument. Well, you want you everyone want... on the same page. Otherwise, that's how groups tear apart. Well, and the other thing is if they find out, and he's already – he's awfully mm-hmm. casual about announcing the T-Dog, who miraculously yeah. survived. Yeah, yeah, and uh, feels fine. Yeah, and has got just a bandage holding together mm-hmm. an art, art, arterial, you know – Yeah, a tear wound. it is. Yeah. Uh, again, this show drives me crazy. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't. He's awful casual about just dropping the fact that, hey, uh, I'm lying to everybody because I don't want anybody to suggest leaving this little girl. Yeah. I think if he's going to in for a penny, in for a pound, he should just totally kept it to himself because now, you know, T Dog seemed like he supported him. But what if right away he's like, what the fuck you mean? Yeah. Where you could leave right now. Yeah. Or what if, like, a day from now, when things are getting desperate, they have another zombie attack? He says. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone's laying there dead or going to turn into a zombie, and he points to Dale and says, yeah, we could have left yesterday. Uh-huh. I mean, this just seems like you're right. He's playing a pretty dangerous, dangerous game. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And especially with someone like uh, Daryl in the group. Like, would he have said that to Daryl? Hell no. 
<laughs> because Daryl would have gone up and gutted him and rooted around in his stomach yeah, for yeah. a little while. Uh-huh. Like, he wants out of there. Daryl's not part of this group yet, so... What do you think about a zombie muscling down an entire woodchuck head? Uh, awesome. I don't know. I mean, did... I've it... done it, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't have to worry about breathing. You sure. can just, like, you know, completely constrict your wind, windpipe and esophagus mm-hmm. and just, you know, muscle it down over the course of a few hours and get... The zo- I just imagine the zo- zombies going through the, the woods gagging for like three or four hours until he finally gets it down. Oh, <laughs> uh, nice. All right. Um, so I don't have too much more on the review, do you? I do. The recap. Why the hell All is right. Rick still wearing a sheriff hat? Oh, that's a good question. And what the hell are those gold antenna they got on there? Like uh, he has these enormous tassels? gold antenna things. Yeah, tassels. Why? It's a style, man. It's a sheriff. What kind of style? Ornate. I don't know. And he's still wearing a hat, man. Well, don't the hat I can see, but the, the restrictive... Because it keeps the sun out of your face. It's hot, Lana, you know. Okay. Uh, but the rest of his garb, I don't know. And his wristwatch, that's just stupid. Yeah. For, for one, you don't need to know what time it is. Right. Nobody's keeping time it's, anymore. Here's the time. It's daytime and it's nighttime. That's all you need to exactly. know. Exactly. And... Like like machinery, like working on an assembly line, a zombie could grab that wristwatch and eat your ass. Like it, it's a legitimate hazard. Right, you shouldn't Take wear it off. wedding rings, watches, loose clothes. Absolutely not. It's no. a bad idea. Pull your hair back if it's long. Uh, what did you think about the decision to send uh, Shane and Rick and what's the kid's name again? Carl. Carl out into the woods for the search oh. party instead of say. Uh, Daryl, who's the best woods, uh, mm. woodsman. Best tracker. And the only tracker. Sh- and Shane, who's the guy that doesn't have a wife and kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely not <laughs> a 10-year-old boy, uh-huh. or however old he's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. Like, remarkably dumb. I don't know how, and I don't know why Lori was so easy to give in on that after she's saying you can't even have a weapon. I think the I think the writers needed her to be. I think so. So yep. she's like, uh, okay, whatever. Yeah, how Again, the hell did we get Carl out in these woods? Why didn't they just have Carl run off oh, into the woods? Yeah. Then as soon as they find him, bam, he's shot. Right, right. They could have, like, Way had smarter. That, they could have had that deer scene just then. hmm With, like, you know, heading back and, like, oh, but the sign and I don't know. It's – I, I want to pick this so apart because what are the <laughs> odds that that situation happens – Mm-hmm. That the hunter doesn't see the guy. He's at the perfect angle. That the deer through. doesn't run off immediately. That's very unlikely too. Mm-hmm. If you know anything about deer and hunting, uh-huh. I don't know, man. Um, it was a very, very uneven episode. Yeah. I love the way uh, that Rick led the zombies off. Even though I thought that even then that would be there could be better ways to do it. Um, I liked all the zombie kills. I liked the tension mm-hmm. of the highway set piece. Um, not crazy about how many, you know, long distance conversations we had with God. Yeah. Not yeah. crazy about the weird, like you said, not remembering the backstories of the characters and conversations they just had the previous episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember it. Why can't the writers? I don't know. So, uh, I'm curious to see what the listeners think of this because I am mm. kind of worried that they're going to hate this podcast because we're ripping the show. They feel like we're ripping the show. Mm-hmm. But I want this show to be better than it is. I want it. To, I yeah. mean, I can enjoy it. I'm going to keep watching it just because of the zombies and the suspense. Mm-hmm. But you know, they can take 
the characters and, and do something with them and, and make me not have to be bitching about them and thinking they're stupid and wishing for the next zombie to come and kill one of them. Yeah, here, here's my thing. I'm not doing a podcast about Grey's Anatomy because I don't like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. I like The Walking Dead. I'm doing a podcast about it. I wish it were slightly better. Uh-huh. There, I could see the potential, but there are certain things that are just bad about it. Do you think it suffers because we just came off one of the greatest seasons of all time for Breaking Bad? <laughs> it probably does. Just a little bit? Yeah, watching the greatest show on television right now, uh, it ruins you a little bit for other shows. Right. Uh, so, again, I think that they just need to step it up, tighten it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a few... Because um, one of the things you mentioned about a theory about why there's some dissatisfaction online, because I've seen a lot of that in, in the different blog posts and stuff. It seems like a lot yeah, of people are very mixed in how they feel about the show. Uh, do you think a lot of that's just by nature of the, the of zombie fandom? Um, yeah, I actually, I'm going to write an article up about basically why The Walking Dead will never be able to satisfy all the fans. Um, because a lot of this, uh, I'm just going to save it for the article. Oh, okay. Uh, it'll be on baldmove.com probably tomorrow or the next day. Um, and I'm going to uh, announce my regular feature that I think is going to come oh. out on Fridays is Aaron uh, criticizes a tactical decision the group has made. Awesome. I like Every it. Every week I'm going to highlight something that they did extremely stupid and anti-survival, and I'm going to mm-hmm. say what they did and what they could have done better. And they didn't make any stupid mistakes, I'll say, about things that they should have done, you know, period. Like if, if they did okay. – if they spin around a whole episode, say, fishing mm. um, and frog – hunting frog watching then i'm going to rip them for not fortifying and gathering supplies and hunting and and generally moving to a better location so sure okay i have to look forward to awesome uh before we get into just the very few listener somehow we have listener feedback before our show is even aired that's pretty awesome i like Uh, it yeah that's rollover from the last cast uh but before we get into that i want to ask you the talking deadpool question did you just Uh, call me a talking deadpool (laughs) Talking tadpole. Uh, how long would you search for someone else's child if you were in this situation? About a day. A day? The for, at nightfall. Till sundown? I, at nightfall, I'd say we've, we've got to go. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking, too. Now, my um, child, I'd be like, fuck you, leave. Yeah, I'm staying here. Whatever. Yeah, I might catch up, but I, yeah. But someone else's, when I've got... Now, it depends. Like, if it's just, like, me and another couple... Mm-hmm. And they're like my best friends, but if it's just some random, we got a we got a fairly large group of survival survivors, mm-hmm. and it's one kid. I, I'd have to say probably a day. Sundown would be like we've we one more zombie heard that we have no way of warning because you know Dale uh-huh. doesn't have night vision. He yeah. can't see in broad daylight. He God doesn't have day vision either. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, d- definitely, definitely one day. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd go one day as well. No, come on. You'd be like that second. Yeah. As soon as they ran off the woods, they're gone. Move well, on. It also it kind of does depend on do we have any leads to find this person? Because the woods is a big place. Mm-hmm. They're Unless they can find a clue as to where she went, they're never going to find her. So if you have a clue, if you have a track and a tracker like Daryl, um, maybe you stick around for the next day. I don't know. Camp up in the RV. I wish I was that good at tracking. That would be an awesome skill that to would have. Be. I don't yeah. know that anyone's that good in real life, though. No? I mean, he's like some kind of freaking elf from Tolkien. <laughs> like, he, there's a bent a leaf. I can tell it's an 11-year-old girl. 
Uh, okay. Well, so it looks like the the decision is one day. You have till night time mm-hmm. to find her, and then we're out. Uh, I'd love to hear. Maybe we should put that up as a poll on our Facebook site. Okay, sure. Because the other thing is that poll was fucked. Do we want to talk about the Talking Dead? Um, Not, yeah, we can talk about that. Ninety nine percent of people. No, ninety nine point nine. That's retarded. That 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 JavaScript. They need to fire whoever developed that, yeah. or you know, someone read it as a joke because that is not a statistically valid answer. There's no way. It, it can't be a thousand people. Only one said anything other than not well, at all. Yeah, not not staying at all. Yeah. There's too many moms watching this show. There's too many white internet white nights. Mm-hmm. They're going to like say someone's going to say something. That could be dep- if they said seventy five percent, I'd buy it. Yeah, I'd yeah. be kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's a little shocking to say not at all. I would not look for the girl. Yeah, I'm just gone. Yeah, nakedly self interest. <laughs> yeah, so, it's a little anyway. shocking. Uh, so why don't we go into listener feedback? Okay. Uh, since we have so few, I think we only have like three or four this week. I'm just going to read them sure. straight up. Do it. Um, so the first one is from Matt A. He says, Hey again, guys, I figured if men of your caliber had taken a liking to the series, I'd probably, I would probably would too. So I popped in the pilot episode yesterday and watched all of season one, just in time to see season two's premiere. I have just one comment this week. Sophia is about as dumb of a 12 year old as they come. Maybe I'll come across as a Skylar hater for other podcasts, but seriously, what part of stay here and if I don't make it back, go back to the highway. Did she mistake to mean wait till my back is turned and then go wander around in the woods? You think 12 is old enough to learn to do as you're told, especially during the zombie apocalypse. She deserves whatever happens to her. Uh, harsh. Wow. I mean, here's He's, the thing. He definitely checked not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Kids are dumb. Yeah. And, and scared. And scared. She was legitimately scared. And scared. And honestly, I don't know why he couldn't have taken her. I mean, he didn't have to carry her. She is 12 mm-hmm. years old. She could have stayed on her own feet and came with him. Yeah. Uh, maybe he didn't want her to see all that. I, I Well, his jeans were soaking wet. They've got to be heavy. <laughs> the other thing is, again, if even one person had come with her, mm-hmm. had come with him into the woods, like, say, yeah. his mo- her mother. Or Daryl. None of this would have happened. So, or Shane. Yeah. I, yeah I, anyway, I'm, w- I'm with you. I, 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 I'm not so harsh against kids because, you know, one truth I, I accept is kids are dumb. Yeah. Kids yeah. are dumb. They just – they act. They don't think too much about what they're doing. They're they just do it. They just don't know. They think they do, but they don't. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, Dan from Kingston, Ontario says, "Okay, overall the season premiere was pretty good. They built the tension really well as they pulled up to the huge traffic jam on the interstate, and then the RV breaking down leading up to the herd arriving. That all had me very tense. And I, I wanted to comment on the score there when mm-hmm. they were pulling up to those cars. It was very, very ominous. I really mm-hmm. liked it. Uh, Bear McCreary does a phenomenal job with mm-hmm. the score in this." Uh, agrees that and and very uh sets the mood almost as effectively as our intro music almost not quite you want to talk about that a little bit uh yeah yeah i can do that right now in the middle of this listener's email <laughs> <laughs> um it, it, this is actually written by my brother our theme song is uh he's got a band called my Steriana. indianapolis's own indianapolis yep local here and I said, hey, we are coming up with a new podcast. Can you write us a theme song? And he did. Uh, we were going to have Michael Bolton come in and lay some you know, fat, yeah. sexy tracks. Yep. It didn't work out. No, he just kept singing about Jack Sparrow. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't setting the tone right. So no. your brother was gracious enough to come through. We spent all of our podcasting budget on Michael Bolton. <laughs> like all yep. the Amazon affiliate money that we— And he just drank it all down the tubes. Yeah. 
his his he, drink of choice is he uh, bought the four disc Pirates of Caribbean Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the Shamboard, the Shamboard and the Sprite. Man, he can't get enough. Um, anyway, so look in our show notes. There's going to be a link to the the entire song. It's about three minutes long, and you can go check it out if you want. Um, back to the listener's email. Back to Dan's email. He Sorry, says, Dan. "I wasn't too impressed, however, with the whole church scene. First off, like you said on your webpage, Amen. The bells would have attracted herds of walkers, and we're supposed to believe that those three zombies they found sitting in the church were praying or something. Walkers uh, no long have no longer have sentient brains, do they?" No, but they did. They've they've talked about this before in a show that the walkers have like a imprint of their former lives, and yeah. they they in absence of chasing prey, they tend to gravitate towards things that seem familiar. Yeah, and I don't know how familiar Dan is with like uh, the zombie lore in general, but that's actually a running theme in George Romero's movies, where they they are not actually as dumb as they seem at first. Um, they can use tools to a certain degree. Not these zombies. They can be taught. Um, well, I'm just saying zombie okay. lore. All right. Uh, the guy who basically created the zombie movie, you know. Um, he does that in his movies a lot, where they do things that they were doing during real life, like going to the mall, for instance. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not as opposed to that as I think some people are. Uh, but then he goes on, Rick talking to the Jesus statue was not convincing and was annoying as well, especially after the mother dragged her one-sided conversation with this, with his holiness on and on. I'd have enough of the Bible hour by the end of that scene. Kind of Columbo-esque when Rick starts to walk away from the statue and then immediately turns back. Just one more thing, Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm telling you what, I'm not even really... Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is if I was a hardcore atheist... Uh, I might have just switched off the TV. That oh, really? was really st- stinking annoying. I'm kind of just neutral on the whole subject. I'm oh. apathetic about the subject. Mm, so Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> Dan goes on. Do you notice the sign out front as well? This is interesting. Did you yes. notice the sign out front uh, as they all ran up to the church? looked like the sermon was on Revelations 15. Mm-hmm. Well, he Googled Revelations 15, and it's about God's wrath on mankind, sending down seven angels carrying the final plagues before the second coming of Christ. Oh. Of course it is. It's apocalyptic. I mean, it's in Revelation. I know what Pat know? Roberts would be saying as the zombies were storming the stage <laughs> is because the because homosexuals of, are having butt sex. Yeah, the gays. Yeah. He always harps on the gays. Damn it, gays. See what happened. <laughs> now we got the undead walking the earth. Nobody can get married. Yep. Are you happy now? Uh, he says, <laughs> also interesting that a smaller sign attached to the larger one read, Welcome Bikers. Yeah. So he's wondering if they get a lot of biker gangs in the area. Um, says he agrees with your comment on the webpage that Rick and Lori's kid is kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, and he kept expecting him to say to Shane, you were so much nicer to me when you were banging my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. When you were wrestling with mommy. Uh, he also says that in the final scene, no deer in the wild will allow a human to get that close. Oh, God, no. I totally agree there. Um, and then he says... Uh, that was Rick's sign from God. So thanks, Jesus. <laughs> uh, then the last email we have is from Mike. He says, glad to see you're doing the show, too. I'm following you over from the Break Mad series. Awesome. It'd be funny if they looked up in the sky and there's a cumulonimbus cloud in the shape of a middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In case you missed the first one. <laughs> yeah, here's another. Uh, and Rick's still looking for the sign, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Mike says, I didn't think any reasonable party of people would go back to a safety while a 12-year-old girl was lost in the woods, much less woods filled with flesh-eating zombies. So he's actually on the other end. 
he would search forever, I guess. Hmm. I uh, man, I, I got I got sympathy, sympathy for that viewpoint. If it was my own kid, I probably would. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I get I've got a very realistic sense of my altruism and how it would be impacted by a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I guess so. Thought a great deal about it. Needs of the many, indeed. Uh, he also wonders why Rick had to lead the zombie so far away from the girl before he killed him. I like, did agree. he run four miles, kill the things, and come back a half hour later? I agree. And, and it seems like just two of those things on their own would have been really easy to dispatch. Yeah. Or, yeah. or he could have just ran him around in a circle, come back, pick the girl, and ran back to the – and then the whole group of survivors could have dealt with the two. Yeah, that's true. You know, and that's he'd be good. like, hey, these two fuckers are going to come stumbling out of the woods. Let's go uh-huh. run them down there with our, you know. Axes, knives. You don't need anything. Everything. You just need a big rock yeah. or a screwdriver or anything. It's like one of these. That's one thing this show impressed upon me is a zombie by itself is not a threat at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, even two or three, if you have any kind of weapon at all, are, 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 are not that big of a threat. It's mm-hmm. only if they take you by surprise or if they have big numbers that they're really that dangerous yeah the herd is dangerous the zombies not so much yeah um i forget what i was gonna say on that i had something to say whatever uh mike goes on smart one (laughs) yeah uh mike goes on to say also shane became a good guy again in 45 seconds of dialogue with Lori. this seemed to erase some interesting potential that was set up in season one uh with the post shower rape scene and shane lining up with rick and dale watching like his lining up the sights on rick well, that was a big problem I had with that ep- that very same episode. They had made Shane out to be kind of an asshole. Yeah. And then in the CDC episode, they gave him this backstory that almost in- answered every question about it and really made him likable. Um, and then he that same episode, after the writers had elegantly dealt with the whole problem of we don't like Shane, mm-hmm. had him rape Lori. Tried, attempted to rape Lori. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, again... What the hell was that? Like it said, two U-turns in one episode. <laughs> and, and if you're going to just keep making Shane look like the bad guy, just make him look like the bad guy and don't redeem him. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they think they've got too many bad guys floating around with Merle and Daryl and Shane. No, and... I think they're just stringing the resolution this out. It's all, I mean, yeah. but again, why are they trying to make him be sympathetic before they make him into... Yeah. Again, apparently writers don't think they've had enough. We, we as an audience have had enough of them just fucking around in the woods <laughs> and on yeah. abandoned roads. Well, there's the budget cuts that they have to consider now. So the woods are a lot cheaper than filming at the CDC. Are they? I would assume so. The, uh, filming live in the woods is more is less is less expensive than a giant soundstage. Mm, probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then uh, Mike goes on to say. Uh, I think it's this. This is an important tipping point in the series. Hopefully, they won't get they won't go this heavy handed in future episodes. Unlike Breaking Bad, I think the story is a tough one to keep interesting for multiple episodes. Oh, I think there's a lot you could do with it. The I, thing I is, the really interesting things are probably expensive to film. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't care how bad this particular season gets. I'm going to stick with it another one because this mini season we're getting, I mm-hmm. think we're in for a bumpy ride because of what I've read and that there might be some you know bad stuff but i'm Mm. if season i guess season 2.5 that comes out later on Mm -hmm. if it's the same i might jump ship on this Ooh, okay so because there's a hell of a lot of other things we can cover i'm kind of yeah definitely yeah uh we're probably gonna do hell on wheels so that'll be coming out about at the end of this season you know 
uh, might be timed exactly <laughs> for the end of the season. Uh, it might be, yeah. Uh, so that's all the feedback I have. I guess we can go ahead and close up shop here. Uh, do Are you, we going to you... do... Um, I'm curious to see what the listeners think about, because you've read the comics, or a lot of them. You can yeah. certainly stay a step ahead of it. And, and uh, Would you guys be interested in like a spoiler section that talks about speculation about how this dovetails with the comics? or? Mm-hmm. You know, I imagine we're going to have a lot of fans of the comics start emailing us, and we could read their feedback in that stage. But I know a lot of people that are just want to see the, the TV show don't want to have any discussion of the comics, and we've stayed away from that. Yeah, and if we do decide to go into the comics, we're going to leave it for after the outro. So we, yeah, we'll we, have it in a separate section. We'll play the music. You'll have plenty of time to turn off the podcast. Mm-hmm. and So you never have to worry about spoilers in the main part of the show. I did love... The way they cut the trailer for next week with the Johnny Cash's "Oh Yeah, I See a Darkness" that was awesome. Yeah, very powerful. And that shows very. like this this show is capable of awesome things. Mm-hmm. And I'm really pulling for it and for them to get their act together. And, uh, and I love the premise of this show. Right, it's basically this horrible apocalypse. And how do you keep your humanity? How do you survive while still preserving what is left of you? I, I think that's a really cool premise for a show, and that's uh, that's kind of what zombies are all about, right? Right. But I, I really have high hopes for this thing. I hope they can turn it around a little bit and keep the action stuff and the, the cool scenes that we've seen so far just as good. What if they kill off Daryl? No, no, no. If they kill off Daryl, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that too. Yeah. Since he's the only character I give two shits about, uh-huh. if they killed off Daryl... Before they get some others in there and established, I, I might call it quits. Yeah, they can't that, kill Daryl. That would just be me saying the F word for 60 seconds on a podcast, for 60 minutes on a podcast. Like, uh, what the fuck? Fu- you know, I mean, it yeah, would be yeah. not pretty. Uh, absolutely. They can't kill him. Uh, so that's it for the show. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Uh, you can email us at watchingdead at baldmove.com, at facebook.com slash walking dead. Watching dead. <laughs> watching dead. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> and uh, uh, tweet at us at wa- watching dead. Yep. Uh, the other thing about that is we've kind of realized as we're <laughs> going to expand and do more and more series that mm-hmm. we are going to, it's going to be too much to keep up with our social media. So this will probably be the last show that we a- actually split off into its own separate fan page. We're going to probably heard uh, everybody back to the bald move sites yeah because we have twitter and facebook accounts for just straight up bald move um and that's kind of where we want to get everybody in the centralized location because we don't want you to have to follow 14 different feeds yeah um we don't plan on sending out too many tweets or too many facebook updates or anything so i don't think it'll be an issue of where you get flooded by us right if you sign up for the the straight bald move account The, the podcast feeds will be separate because I can, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. But, so but, you can subscribe to any of the shows or all of the shows. But the fan stuff will all be, you know, c- centralized, and unless we hear some very strong negative feedback about that, but I'm thinking yeah. that that's probably why uh, that people would rather prefer us, you know, do all that. And we thought about doing something like when we're covering The Walking Dead, you know, we skin our Facebook sites and with the logo is The Walking Dead, and then when it switches to mm-hmm. Mad Men, it switches logos, and so you can kind of tell what season it is yeah, yeah. on the Bald Move Network. But uh, so I would like, I'm kind of curious to see if people like that idea, don't like the idea, whatever. Let us know. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's gonna do it for this show. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. As always, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. Yeah.